Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Parkscope Unprofessional Podcast Hour. My name's Joe. Wow, we're doing two of these in a month. Maybe three. I'm not sure yet. Joining me tonight, today, slash whenever you're listening to this fantastic audio program, is Alex. Alex, how are you doing, man? I am doing fantastic inside, not just getting out of Hershey Park that didn't open <laughs> any of its coasters tonight, and I'm so glad I didn't go. <laughs> yeah, it is rather uh, terrible outside here in Pennsylvania. Um, we've got about six to seven inches of snow on Wednesday, Thursday night for us. And so I was told. It took me an hour to get home, and I was like... I have a front-wheel drive car, and that's not a good situation when it's mostly snowing during rush hour and all the plows haven't hit everything. So I was kind of just, like, going five miles an hour, spinning my tires, going it's, up a hill with, like, all these people behind me. It was a nightmare. It was like yeah, Miss Piggy trying to sh- push the car out of the snow during Muppet Family Christmas. It's basically that. And I know where you live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Haha. Yeah. And I know you're like on the top of a hill. Yeah. So, <laughs> great, great views. Great and views. And it's really like when it's like when it's like, you know, like it's it happened in the morning and like they kind of tell you not to go out so no one goes to work, but you like Yeah. Oh, screw it, I'm gonna go out anyways, and there's no one else on the road. That's fine. Because mm-hmm. if you know how to drive in it, it's fine. It's everyone else. If you're in rush hour like you were, it's everyone else that you're worried about that doesn't know that you need to stop like Four times earlier than you normally do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it was not not the greatest. It was probably one of the worst drives I've ever had in the snow. Um, just because it it just when it like you can get eight inches of snow overnight, but the plows are constantly going and like no one's driving, so they don't have to worry about anyone. And then like you wake up in the morning and it's all clear. But when it hits at the right time and you get the right amount of accumulation, it just screws everything up. So, yeah, like, like it's like work says, yeah, you got to come in, and but then it gets terrible. Yeah, and it's like now have fun getting home. <laughs> yeah, bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's pretty nasty out here. Luckily, the roads are clear now, and it's not too bad. But um, it's just kind of it is what it is. There's a really beautiful photo um, I saw on Twitter uh, of the uh, the hills outside of Pittsburgh uh, lit up with. Um, like all the traffic lights right at the end of the snow in the beginning of the morning. It was really, really nice. nice. But uh, you couldn't get up any of those hills because they were all snowed over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to go to Hershey to get the snow photos. But, mm-hmm. like, I, I'm not going to drive two hours each way for just photos. I need to be able to ride a little bit of something. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, told, I did that totally. enough last year for Candemonium Construction Update. I'm, <laughs> I'm done with that. <laughs> I, I, I put in my time. Yes, very much so. <laughs> but hopefully we'll be able to do those drives out any coasters for some construction updates of Jersey Devil. Yeah, I, ho- hopefully. So that, that kind of like goes right into our first uh, news. What's our item. first news item? Uh, Six Flags Over Texas has officially oh. delayed Aquaman, the Mach okay. Power Splash. That was actually technically what, that's number five on my list, but that's okay. Well, it was such a good segue. How could I not? Okay, we'll just do that. Okay, let me take my shot of NyQuil because, as you can, as everyone can hear, I am having a great time with a terrible cold. Um, Yeah, I guess that wasn't a twenty-four hour thing. No, it turned out to be more like a seventy-two hour cold. It was 
the pain. It was it was a good enough cold to, for us to delay the podcast uh, a few days so we could do talk about Super Nintendo. But anyways, Alex, what's going on with Aquaman at Six Flags Over Texas? I, I mean, I said what I said. It got delayed to 2022. Um, yeah, I, that yeah, it doesn't surprise me. And mm-hmm. like I. W- it wouldn't surprise me that Jersey Devil does the same thing. Um, twenty twenty two. Yeah, really wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it's half constructed. It's it's less constructed than than uh, than Aquaman was. Aquaman did all its steel. It mm-hmm. still needed to do the splash pad or the splash pool and all the mechanics for the splash. You know, the the floodgates basically and all the you know, the Q line and station and all that stuff. But like it got the steel done. I mean not mm-hmm. that there was all that much compared to Jersey Devil. But regardless, it's it's furthermore into its progress and I mean it's the everyone's in the same situation here. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. It, uh, the only difference is it's a it's a higher tier park in the chain. That's that might be its saving grace. Mm-hmm. But I, I I wouldn't be. I mean, some of the coast, some of the additions seem like they're just flat out canceled uh, or delayed indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Like Marine World and I mean, well, that of course Marine World, California, and uh, I, I think Six Flags St. Louis and Great Escape, and it's a mess. And you know. Who knows what's going on with the Mindbender over Georgia since it's in pieces still. So, I mean, that would be a really sad way for that coaster to bite the butt, bite the, the yeah, whatever, bite the bullet by, mm-hmm. uh, you know, halfway through a cool rehab and then they're like, no, that's it. That, that would be a shame, especially since you haven't ridden it. Mm-hmm. So. Mm. I don't know. That park is a lot different with the way it's ran because of, you know, the ownership. So, like, technically, pandemic or not, they have to put investments into that park next year. But that's the same thing with Texas, though. So maybe not. Because if, if you don't know with the ownership, like, they have to put a certain amount of investments into those two parks to uh, please the, the, older, the owners. Mm-hmm. So that's why Georgia always gets lots of improvements, whether it be a ride or just a ride in some, you know, general park improvements. So. Mm-hmm. And, and why a fully owned park like um, uh, St. Louis always gets neglected so much. Yeah, they can just rack in the money and let it feed to other parks. Yeah, exactly. Which is, you know, another discussion that uh, we don't need to get into today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're discussing enough already. Um Plus, we have that. We're trying to get it actually to an hour this episode instead of three. Um, yeah, 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 that'd I'm be not that, helping that. That'd be really nice. Uh, yeah, so Aquaman, and and it sucks about the Six Flags stuff because all that stuff was probably gonna you know be next year or very soon. So yeah, it was or it was exciting. supposed to be this year even. Right, so. and it was exciting that you know at least next year was going to be something for everybody uh, except for I guess Magic Mountain. I mean, maybe not. Maybe they were supposed to maybe get RMC next year as well. Regardless, it's a mess. And, I mean, you don't blame them. Like, everyone thinks that, like, this vaccine is like, oh, everything's going to go back to normal. It, it's it's not. 
It'll. It, it, it's a process. It's going to take a little while. It's going to be a while, like way into the season. Mm-hmm. Like at least till the second part of the year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then some parks that might not want to open. Like some regional parks might not even want to open until like that's all gone, so they don't have to deal with any of that. I don't know. It's it's tricky. Mm-hmm. So that's about as much as I want to talk about that because I'm so exhausted from it. <laughs> so let's talk some uh, regional stuff before we hit to the big guys. Um, let's talk a little bit about Lightning Rod at Dollywood. Um, L- Lightning I, Rod is there. What? Sorry. Yeah, I did not go to Dollywood. No, you did like not go I, to Dollywood. I had planned, but I uh, was driving home from the first trip to Florida, and I said, I don't feel like getting in a car. <laughs> All plans canceled. Yeah. So Dollywood, uh, Lightning Rods Dollywood's launched RMC with Topper Track. Um, yeah. That opened, God, what, what 2015? So, 2016, kind 2016, of? something like that. I forget kind the I, I forget the exact year that opened um i'm going through screamscape right now and it doesn't say anything but uh the rides never really worked um so especially yeah that's five seasons yeah that's five seasons and i doubt it has over two actual seasons of running time maybe about two seasons if if that yeah full so it's always had yeah. these massive issues and dollywood's never been happy with it and it's never been really like discussed like exactly what the main issue is. Like it's a bunch of little things, but um, this year, Dollywood uh, has been teasing a lot of work going into uh, Lightning Rod with uh, some um, upgrades happening. Uh, there was like some like new slogan that they were gonna say or something. I forget. Lightning t- strikes like, twice. Yeah, yeah. There Which you go. I thought that was just a meaningless marketing. So yeah. I think all kind of. I mean, it's fun too. It's fun to, you know, ham and uh, ham over those little details. But like at the same time, I was like, nah, that's just something someone was like, lightning slice twice. That sounds good. Yeah. Slap. So what um, they're doing is they're replacing the topper track, which is. It, uh, do you want to explain the topper track? I want to make sure you get that right because I'm. I don't want to screw it up. It's okay, it's so, it's the wooden uh, track with a complete steel. Um part of it as opposed to the i-beam right right so for anyone who somehow doesn't know how wood coasters and you're listening to this podcast i mean there could be some people traditional wood coasters yeah start with one layer of you know like two by eights i believe it is and then you stack eight more layers on top of it with the top two being slightly uh in you know uh not overlapping uh, set inside a little bit more so the, you have the upstop wheel so with the topper track, you do those uh, – you basically create – first, they created a steel box for those top two layers, and then they bolt on six more layers below it mm-hmm. to give it its strength. So it, the top track, what the idea was that that box that, the, the, that RMC does out of four strips of steel uh, that is laser cut and then bent and welded all into pieces – that gives it its smoothness, and then the wood just basically gives it its uh, tensile and uh, compression strength, mm-hmm. and that's all there is to it. It's an alternative, and it's a way to make it say, "Hey, it's still still basically a wood coaster because you got wood in the you know you got seventy five percent wood in the track." Mm-hmm. Their other option, which they developed first for the Texas Giant and over Texas, was 
same concept, except you make the same shape of a wood coaster track, but make it out of steel with the steel plates welded together. Same difference. Mm-hmm. So, and it it seems like that track. Sh- it seems like what's happened is that track design can work on some coasters, but something with the intense forces, I think they found out that if you go over a certain height and a certain you know speed and dynamics and length, it just doesn't hold up. Apparently, uh, that's yeah. what I have to assume. And um, what's happening is that they are um, replacing uh, the topper track with their I beam. Um, yeah, about, which is which oh, is man, a which is a formed is. which is a, which about, is a. Sorry. Two-thirds of it that they're replacing. They're keeping about one-third of it. Yeah, so the I-beam is literally an I-beam, um, what Steel Vengeance has. And it just go- right. sits right on top of... It's basically a steel coaster, except it's flat rails instead of a tubular track. Yeah, um, yeah. And they're, and they're totally replacing uh, the, at least the uh, end uh, helix part and the launch if not more. Yeah, I believe the one part they're not touching is kind of the quad down section. I think that's staying for now, which was mm-hmm. like, it had no smoothness issues. It was the first half where you had a lot of, you could feel the track seg. You could really, what you could do is you could feel the track segments uh, where they connected. Kind of like El Toro, because I feel mm-hmm. like it's a kind of a weakness point, so it's uh, it, it has a different yeah, it's a weakness point, so you can feel the bump of the the joints that's all there is to mm-hmm. it so and uh it, it connects i think it, just the way it's designed i think connects better together with the i beam track I, I, whatever it should help some things but i feel like they're also cheekily doing some other things too probably that they're not going to talk about probably upgrade some things that they have new technology for and just make things more reliable hopefully yeah i believe they say they're still using the trains though no no mm-hmm. not they're not upgrading it to the Gen 2 RMCs that Seal Vengeance and uh, uh, Twisted Timbers got. Yeah, I, I don't think the trains were the issue. I think it's all track-related. Yeah, so it's my friend uh, Jason from the South, mm-hmm. he, he feels like the, uh, braking has also been an issue during the summer because mm-hmm. he feels like it airs out a lot with the brakes. Hmm. So. That that also seems to be well, that just he's you know he's a local so he knows a little bit more about the because you know I, I've ridden it a bunch of times but I only ride it on like certain times and so he gets to see it a lot more over the different seasons and all that stuff and that's what he feels like happens the most during the summer for the downtime but who knows but hopefully this is one step for it to running better because like I got a Dollywood pass this year and. <laughs> Uh, I used it four times, so it's it it, it was worth it to me. Um, but at the same time, it's like I got one for sixteen because I was so excited for Lightning Rod. And guess what happened? <laughs> the four days I went, it was up for I think like I think I did the math. It was up for like twenty percent of those four days. Oof! Wow. Yeah. That... So I'm like, wow, this seems normal, or this seems like deja vu. And like, if it doesn't reopen before my pass reopens, I'm gonna be like, look, I. Waited four years to get a pass again before Lightning Rod, and like, you know, and your COVID operations have been really bad recently. Apparently, mm-hmm. when the park is busy, so like, uh, you know, I'll, I won't make the argument. Like, upgrade me to the end of next year mm-hmm. <laughs> because I want to ride Lightning Rod a lot. So that that's there all there is to it, and hopefully it helps. Uh, you know fix some things and who knows pay, who's i wonder who's paying for this thing like uh i, I feel I, like it's, 
probably I, being done at cost, if but anything. That's what I'm thinking too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to maintain positive relationships in the in the industry. Yeah, and like I mean, I'm sure they if they can get this going, they wouldn't mind selling some more. But any park looked at the history, the operation history of this. Why would you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why would you do another launched lift hill like this? So. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, so next story up. Kings Island has announced a new RV campground. Oh, yeah, and, I forgot about Yeah, new RV campground, and uh, it's going to also have a bunch of cabins, I believe. It's called uh, Camp Cedar, Kings Island Camp Cedar. It's a 50-acre campground. It's going to feature multiple pools, um, lodge building with an indoor-outdoor restaurant space, gyms, walking trails, fire pits, picnic areas, ponds, and more. Um, there's going to be 73 cabins and 164 RV spaces, and they can always and their uh, the ability to add up to another hundred cabins to this area. Um, what's really interesting is that this is not on the old um, Kings Island Inn site; it's actually farther down the street. Okay, it's, the concept art makes it look very confusing where it actually is. Mm-hmm. So it's um, at, it's at the end by the by that McDonald's. It's like you go if you go all the way down the street of like Kings Drive, like right okay. at the end, that's where it's at. Okay, because it looked like it was like because uh, you could see from the angle, it kind of looked like it was near the uh, Great Wolf. Yeah, it's it's because a little farther. You see but... the you, from the concept art, it shows the lift. You like you're looking um, towards like a train coming towards you off the lift of uh, the bat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But so, it's it's a little farther down. And I think they took some artistic liberties with that. So yeah, I mean they always do, like show the attractions mm-hmm. in the in like the the foreground that they look like they're so much closer. Well, I think <laughs> it's really interesting that of the concept art, not only do they show Kings Island right there, they also show the tennis the, stadium. Yeah, like what? <laughs> well, because I think their I think their main play is, you know, let's get you know a pretty good you know turnout. But let's actually like do a play for the the tennis audience, you know. Okay. So that's my thoughts on that. I bet you they're they're kind of saying, "Hey, we, we're here for this too," because they can you know sell it for two experiences, basically. Um, okay, also, so you're uh, saying, oh, I'm sorry, McDonald's. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So it's like it's it's past the uh, Great Wolf Lodge then, basically. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. Oh, I didn't realize they had housing over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just looking at the Google Maps. I had no idea there was housing right where I thought it was going to be. Uh, you know, so. They, yeah, so they, if you. Know. Yeah, if you go on Kings Island Drive and you go all the way down mm-hmm. to that McDonald's and the Wendy's, you'll see yeah. they actually marked it now on Google Maps, Camp Cedar. And it's going to go around that um, that building there. Okay, it's not but, coming up for me. But it is whatever. interesting that they got rid of the um, uh, that they uh, that um, they got rid of the the Kings I the Kings Island Inn, and they're not putting it there. Maybe they're going to build a new hotel there eventually, or something. I don't know. I yeah, I it, I feel like that something that could have been in the works, but now who knows? I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's the who knows anything right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think they even know what's going on um yeah it's 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 so weird how they like kept the the sign for the coasters like 
the coasters restaurant and all that. It's 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 bizarre how it's like there's some remains of it still. It's like they half demolished it or like mostly demolished it. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, so. Alrighty, let's uh, go to the other Kings Park real quick. Uh, that SNS forty oh. free spin track is showing oh, up yeah. at Kings Dominion. Yeah, I showed. A, I did a video of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there you go. It's going to replace the crest nice. in twenty twenty one. It's going to be. I've never done one of those yet, but well, it hasn't been announced, and I yeah. kind of doubt it's twenty one anymore. But I, whatever. Yeah, twenty one or twenty two, one one of those years. So, <laughs> um, I, I think it's fine. You know, it's not something I'm excited for, but um, and being Cedar Fair, I doubt they'll run the uh, the the brake fins on the cars themselves any looser than the Six Flags ones. So I, I doubt we'll get something like the the one in Japan that flips like nothing else. I feel like we'll, if anything, we'll get one that's even uh, flips even less. But regardless, they're fun rides, and there's not great adventures like five hours, six hours. I don't know. I've never driven between the two. So they're far enough that there's nothing really in the market for mm-hmm. the people down there won't know the difference. It's enough of so. a um, yeah. It's enough of unique uh, experience. Yeah, they're a good like ten million dollar ride. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, let's see what's up next. Uh, do you want to talk about some local drive-throughs? You're talking about Hershey yeah. earlier, and there's a few other things you wanted to talk about. I mean. It, it's, or it's great on. what the parks have done to, you know, try to make money during these times. And it's a lot of things that I feel like they, they might look into doing later on. Hershey's always had sweet lights that it's, uh, you know, adjacent to the park. So that's no different. But Dutch Wonderland and Sesame Place, uh, before Great Adventure and the Six Flags Parks even announced anything, decided to not do their lights events. Or well, D- Dutch decided not to do a light event, but decided to uh, still decorate and do the drive-in drive through like you know all area attraction you know there's lots of farms and and whatnot or zoos and all that stuff that do that stuff already pre-pandemic so they decided well, well we should just get a piece of that and then sesame started doing that for halloween even they did trick-or-treating in your car with all the decorations turned on and stuff and they just rolled it right into the christmas thing and then great venture probably looked looked down the road and be like hey we're not open on uh, monday through thursday we should do that. <laughs> so they did, and uh, great. And uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain has done the same thing, and it seems like that's doing really well because there's nothing else to do in that state. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, it's doing really well. And and what's great for what they've been doing is it's as we talked at the beginning of the show, it's really cold right now. It's like thirty degrees, thirty thirty degrees or whatever. So um, Great Adventure said that you know they weren't able to clear the snow in time. Uh, for the park to open tonight, or and uh, her, Sesame said the same thing, and now they're saying the same thing about tomorrow, where it's just like, w- let's just do this drive-through instead of opening the rides when we're going to get a low attendance, anyways, and waste all those wages, and uh, just open it up for drive-through. So it's great alternative on these cold days that they really can't operate properly because, like Hershey tonight, nothing was nothing coaster wise was open everything was closed other than the kitty coaster so like it's a great alternative and something that they can look into doing in the future i'd say right mm-hmm. yeah it's a little shoddy though with great adventure because they use uh they use trash cans of course for mm-hmm. and a ropes 
you know, through the trash can holes to uh, like mark out the uh, where you're supposed to drive. So you go to the park now and you just see these trash cans awkwardly placed all throughout the park. And unless you don't know what's going on, you're like, it, it just looks really odd. And for me, it's just like, hey, yeah, that's that's the pathway. <laughs> <laughs> they took the ropes down, but didn't move the trash cans back during the weekends. Oh boy! Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it doesn't really matter that much. It, it, I just find it funny. So, mm-hmm. and then magic. Uh, then uh, the what you call it? Um, Knots uh, had to stop doing their taste of uh, the what? Merry Chris, Christmas? I forget what that thing was. Yeah, they they had to cancel the rest of those. Didn't right, but they home. said screw it and just open up the rest of the park every day to do shopping because they have all those vendors that they always have mm-hmm. during the Christmas time. You know, it's and people want to get out and right now especially and get out and do their Christmas shopping and really support small people. Uh, aside from you know all the Amazon that's just racking it in from all this, mm-hmm. so it's a great opportunity for Knots and all these uh, you know small operations that sell during these uh, celebrations that Knots does, which is a great thing that no one really talks about too much about Knots. How interesting it is that they do that. Mm-hmm. I can't really think of any other parks that really do that. I think they're the, really the only ones. That, yeah, that it's, anything it's remotely like, a, like it's it. It's like a high-end flea market almost, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate. Next- it's like they, they, they sell some – some people even sell food items, but they, they like warn you before you walk in the park. Yes, you can purchase these things, but you cannot drink or eat them until you step out of the gates. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Hopefully, everyone's following those rules. Probably not, but you know, you know, it is what yeah. it is. Yeah. So, uh, big ticket item, right? Nintendo World, right? Uh, yeah. Let's talk about Super Nintendo World. Um, Super Nintendo World. They uh, Nintendo did a uh, Nintendo Direct, which they usually do for their video uh, for video game announcements. Um, they did one for. Super Nintendo World, today at 6 p.m., and we watched it, and uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, uh, creator of Super Mario, Zelda, I mean, if et cetera, et cetera. If you don't know who he is, and, like, like the only way I think you don't know who he is, if you've just never played a Nintendo game, ever. Like, mm-hmm. because, like, he's, like, the most iconic designer in the video game. Definitely up there. World. Like... I'm kind of out of the video game thing right now, so like he, like he comes to mind the most, really, and that and Tim Schafer because that guy's awesome. Yeah, anything that has like someone's name attached to it, like Sid Meier or, um, but uh, he's not his name's not even Will attached Wright. to it. It's just the yeah. legacy, you yeah. know. Like his game's never been on, his name's never been on front of a title, like yeah. Sherry, Shigeru Miyamoto's Mario, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it was really fun. And uh, prior to this, you forgot to mention that they are opening the land to pass holders on the 20... Next week. 20-something. 23rd. Yeah. Um, Anyone next... listening to this, Matt, probably can't go anyways. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's very cool. You're supposed to not take any photos while you're during the sneak peek. Um, and, like, I, I feel like... Some people will, but I feel like it's going to be a bait a lot better than if it were United States. 
mm-hmm. or anywhere else, really, because the Japanese are, you know, they like to, you know, just just be courteous to what someone tells them to do. It's not about, mm-hmm. like, you know, doing everything that, you know, an overpower tells them to do. It's just about courtesy, you know, mm-hmm. especially since you're being let in for a sneak peek here mm-hmm. two months before it opens. So that's nice. And uh, we did see a lot more. I mean, we found out a lot more last time we talked about. We had those videos from Universal themselves showing off, you know, mostly Mario Kart. And it's just our first real look into the land, which still looks so... It doesn't... It's not that it looks fake. It just looks so video game that it looks fake. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it, it's... To say it looks fake is actually a compliment almost, right? I mean, I would say that it looks hyper-real is the best way to put it. Um, hyper-real, video game hyper-real. Yeah. <laughs> which video games try to be the opposite of these days, which is kind of funny. It's like it's gone full circle here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it looks, it looks hyper-real in the way that so much, um, like, just pure... Like color and vibrancy and everything just sticks out. Like every shade is perfect. Like it's just like, like I don't know if it's going to hold up when you're actually walking around, but the camera angles that they're doing and the the, the pans they're doing and the the slides and all that stuff they're doing, it makes it look like magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like I can't think of any other word. It looks like magic. So the way the, the coins are floating and the Goombas are walking around and all that stuff. So what they showed off in the preview was um, uh, the uh, the the opening. Like there's a uh, ton. There, there's the warp pipe, iconic warp pipe going into the land from the outside area uh, with special effects and sounds. And you walk into Peach's castle with the classic. Uh, super um, uh, Mario 64 Peach's Castle music playing in the background. And um, he walked around showing off the land. Um, he showed off the power bracelets, the power-up bracelets, I think they're called. Mm-hmm. And how you can hit them to get coins and also activate activities. I wonder- Do we have a, a cost on that? I think $30 is what I heard. Okay, um, equivalent of thirty. They're really that low. Okay, they they seem a little high for what you get. No, but I think because that's, like yeah. the wands should the wands be sixty dollars? No, exactly. That's it, the thing. So, I, is how's the pricing? I, I'm sorry, I don't know if you know even know this. Uh, it's the pricing for uh, Universal Japan, like in line with. Disney Japan, where it's significantly lower. I think it's the same, roughly the same. As as Disney or as in the U.S. parks? I would say the U.S. parks. Oh, okay. I, I can't compare the two. Okay. Regardless. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I actually have, that's the one thing about it. Like, it's really cool how you can go around and, and hit one-up blocks and, and bricks the, and all so that the, stuff. But so like, the... The Go big ahead. one they had was the activities, which was these little mini games where, for the example that he showed was, if you activate this uh, game, there's a Koopa shell that pops up and spins and goes between 
Um, and, and basically, ricochets in this small area with a T-shaped warp pipe. And the idea you want to do is hit the POW block, and it would then trigger a wave of like hitting the POW blocks and hit a POW block and get a key a key coin. And you know, it, it's a little bit about how uh, about timing and training and stuff like that. And is that a mechanic that's actually in any Mario game? Because I'm kind of like I haven't really played a Mario game since like really, New Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, I'm just not like, really, but I understand what they're going for. Yeah, I just like that's that's something I don't think they've ever done. But okay. Um, and then yeah, and then one of the things is that if you do these main challenges, which is like. So you could walk around and just like hit power blocks and look at stuff, but these are more involved challenges. Mm-hmm. And if you get three uh, key uh, of these key coins, you're then able to unlock a, a mini boss battle with Bowser Jr., mm-hmm. um, which is a, a definitely a different way of doing this as opposed to just offering everything at one level. By offering these at multiple tiers. You're kind of offer you're you're kind of gating off some of the progress to these more um, how should I put this uh, um, complex I would say uh, challenges for people who've you know practiced or have put the time in. Um, so I think that's really interesting. Um, also, Miyamoto uh, San showed off uh, the amazing star popcorn bucket with. Which will have caramel peach popcorn and mushroom flavored popcorn. Um, I want that popcorn bucket like I've never wanted anything more in my life. Ariel's first reaction: Don't how he's walking around eating. He's like, "Isn't it something they don't do in Japan? Because they're they don't you know it's considered rude to eat while you're walking." <laughs> That's her, her response. I, I don't know honestly. I I don't think it is. I guess it, you know it's a well no it, that is a thing but okay. It, I, 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 it's a promotional video, so it's, yeah. Also, also, he created it. He can do whatever he wants. Let him. <laughs> it, it, it's Miyamoto. He can do whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just I, I give the man some a uh, freedom to do some more new stuff, though. Like, ugh. I want another like new thing. Like, because last new thing he created was Pikmin, right? I yeah. It's, I don't even know. It's, I'm he's so, so high the, up. He's kind I'm of has so his fingers in all the pies. Right now that, like I don't even know what his position is. He's he's not really in a creative role anymore, is he? He uh, I I'll look it up afterwards. I'm not sure okay. exactly. We're turning into a video game podcast here yeah. with a guy who's been out of the video game like hardcore uh, circle for like five years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. So, anyways, the next uh, thing he showed off was some of the merchandise you can buy. Um, at the end of the Mario Kart ride, and one, not at the end of Mario Kart ride, it was in a totally different shop. Um, yeah. But one of the things they had was like Toco Toco Mario, I want to say it was called, and mm-hmm. it's basically this little, uh, like this little figure that walks. It's a um, it, no batteries required. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, exactly. It's an like a mechanical figure, and it's held and like behind it, like you you hold onto a shell that has like a wheel on it. Mm-hmm. And the wheel spins and and probably turns and activates the figure in front of it, yep. which is Mario, and it looks like he's walking. And you can run like push it down. It, you push it down like almost kind of like you would do like any kind of mechanical toy. Um, but it looked really cool and was like pretty neat and kind of showed the philosophy I think they were doing with this, which is you know Nintendo sells all the digital versions of Mario and they can offer all that everywhere else. So this is going to be the physical representation 
is here. Right, and they wanted to offer some things that are exclusive to you had to go there. You can't buy it yeah. at a Nintendo World store. You had to buy it there. Yeah. Uh, another thing they uh, showed off was Toadstool's Cafe, which is a different name in Japan for him. I don't know how to pronounce it, so I'm not even going to try. Um, but it's a really cool thing where, like, there's a pre-show with, like, Toad in there, like, going, like, hey, welcome. Oh, God. And then yeah, and there's a bunch of, like, Toad food. Um, I don't think a lot of that's actually going to make its way to America. I think a lot of it's going to stay in Japan, and they're going to redo the menu here. Yeah, there's a lot of mushroom-based stuff because the Mushroom Kingdom. And, and also uh, portion sizes were different, and it was just different types of food, where yeah. it's sort of like that ain't going to really fly in America. So I think they're going to re- rethink the concept a little bit, but it's still going to be pretty similar, I think. Yeah, I thought that dining room actually looked a little bland, though. That's the only thing that kind of looked a little disappointing Okay, to me. that's fair, that's fair. It, it looks great, though. I mean, it's, I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah. I'd, I'd, eat, I'd eat there. Just yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to hate it. on it. Um, I'm just saying it looked it, it looked nice. I'm just thinking, like, some stuff I saw in Europe looked way more impressive. Mm-hmm. So, um, but no, it's, it's interesting. And, yeah, I like that they have, like, different food items. But that's a lot of Japan, too, like, stuff that we're not used to. Like, if when I go to Japan, I'm definitely going to try to eat outside of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Which I should have done more in Europe, but I had a lot of things going on there. <laughs> Fair. Um, and then finally, he showed off a... Well, actually, no. We skipped another part. We um, He showed off a walkthrough area um, in part of the land, which was underground, and it showed a bunch of uh, uh, one-up blocks you can hit. It showed... Yeah, it's more the interactive stuff. I, I, how do you feel about yeah. the interactive stuff? So, like, he, there's three things that you can really... Two other things you can compare it to. The wands... Which is, you know, a singular activity. You know, you do one and it doesn't connect to anything else. It's just you can do one or you can do all of them if you want, however many you feel like doing. And then you have the Star Wars, Star Wars Galaxy data pad, which, you know, it, it, it doesn't have the payoff. But I think technology-wise, I mean, it's kind of cool how it interacts with – I know you. I think your opinion is different a little bit here. But I like how it interacts with the land and you can, like – you know, activate lights, make things go off, you know, you know, there are consequences if you hack too much, all that stuff. I, I, I like what that is. And I, I don't know. The idea of that to me is really interesting because I don't think it's very good as it is, but like it could be much better. It could become something that's really interesting in the future, especially if they develop to, to more, have more progress or maybe some rewards, whether they be just a digital reward, like, I know, icons or wallpapers or some crap like that, or something that you could actually, like, get a discount or get some kind of token from the land by doing all these activities, which they probably should have already had. Um, but, like, I, I don't know. The activ- and the thing about that is, though, if it's all iPhone or whatever, you know, you know, thing we're carrying around in 20 years it can always be updated and and changed and improved on whereas with these you know blocks i'm not saying it's not gonna be fun to do it the first time i mean who like if if you told me when i was playing super mario 3 in my pajamas on saturday morning all morning for like i don't know like probably like a year straight when i was little that someday i could go to the steam park and wear this little this middle magical wireless band that I could then go around and, and uh, you know, smash one-up blocks and, and bricks and stuff like that, I, my mind would be blown. But 
how long how long is that going to be interesting for somebody to do like your first visit sure and you know but like the second visit third visit like i guess you know there's progress on your the app where those things could change though but like i don't know how much longevity that has in comparison to longevity Long, yeah sorry longevity um I don't know. It's just something I was thinking about when I was watching the video. Uh, we don't know enough right now, I think, is the thing. Yeah. We, were, we were just shown a, a taste of what it offers. I'm going to tell you right now, it's infinitely more interesting than the data pad. I, uh. I think the data pad sucks. Um, I think it's just completely not what I'm looking for. Um, and I think it's also incredibly not fun to use and hard to use. And I'm just not really interested in it. Um, okay, I, I thought I, it was fine, but I, I understood that the simplicity, simplicity, yeah. simplicity, simplicity. There you go. Was uh, I was swear we haven't simple. been drinking, folks? No, I haven't actually. <laughs> I haven't had my daily beer yet. Yeah. Um, if I was, I'd be drinking a Trogues. <laughs> so, um, but I don't know. As I said, though, like you, you, they could, they could fix that if they wanted to in the future yeah, so dr- and make it better. Yeah, so driving this back to Super Nintendo World, um, uh, the underground area um, featured bomb-ombs and a bunch of other cool stuff. Um, also a really neat effect that made it seem like you were shrinking, um, yeah. which was cool. And um, another one of those activity areas with a large bomb, but we, it was very shown very briefly and wasn't given too much information. Um, appears that there's at least one or two other areas that um, have uh, ac- interactivity which see, uh, of that nature, which seems pretty cool, and it's all indoors. So that's going to be pretty sweet, and I'm excited for that. Um, so that was the other thing you showed off. And uh, finally, they walked through the uh, Mario Kart attraction real quick. And basically, the storyline is that you are on Team Mario, and Team Koopa, a.k.a. Team Bowser, has challenged Mario to this race. Uh, and basically, Bowser created the perfect course for him to win. And it's us up to us to help Mario win the uh, the race. Yeah, we didn't really find out anything more about the ride, though. Which no, I, I would have liked to have seen something from the inside of the attraction. Like well, I we'll find out about how it works in in, in less than a week. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm, like I, I'm not necessarily looking for like on ride, but I like maybe like no. A, I like, don't want to see any of that. I don't want to see a single thing from that. The Yoshi ride, okay, but that no. I want to be completely surprised. I actually really don't want to even know what happens. I want. I, I would have liked know. to have seen like some maybe some interior shots of like what the inside looks like, but okay, whatever. Um, yeah. Excuse me, but yeah. Super Nintendo World. It's opening on February fourth. Yeah, fourth, and uh, they're starting previews. Excuse me, next week. So, um, Alex, oh, and one thing that is interesting though. Yes, he mentioned. Uh, which I mean, just kind of, you know, things can change, but they kind of breathe a little slot, you know, sigh of relief to me. He mentioned how there are other ones opening, uh, Hollywood, and he still mentioned Orlando. Well, yeah. So, which is good to know that it's not like completely canceled. It's I don't. Not, I didn't ever think it was. Why would it be completely but, canceled? What? It's not completely canceled. It wasn't. I know, be but like some canceled. people are 
just like well some people are morons it's okay there they can they can be spiteful little people who have bad opinions it's fine (laughs) yeah i'm sure construction on that epic uh epic universe will start again by the end of next year yeah or early 22 at the latest i'm not i'm not gonna even predict that necessarily but yes it'll come to orlando and we'll be fine once um, they see an uptick of things coming on, they'll be like, okay, it's time to start that back up. We need to have that ready for when the industry peaks again. So, uh, but, and then I, I, I guess it was rec- was uh, previously announced, but it's also coming to Singapore, which I yeah. didn't... So the Singapore one was because uh, Universal is not happy with how that park's been run. And basically... Oh, I, they don't own that one. I didn't realize they that. They don't own that one, No. So they basically said invest or we're going to pull out all of our IP out of it. Oh, shit. And um, they <laughs> oh, said, shit. okay. So I so I know um, they're updating. They're basically adding a Minions land. Well, it's kind of the situation of like it, the park's now 10 years old, right? Or is it longer older than that? I, I don't know off the top of my head. Shit. Is it 15 years old? Uh, but regardless, it's to the point where it's like, remember Islands of Adventure Aaron was like, Oh, it's just, it's nothing's changed. They're not putting any money into it. And people were starting to complain about that like year, like two or three. And I'm just sitting back. I'm like, guys, they just built an entire theme park. They're not going to put huge investments into it for a little while. They're going to, you know, let it go for a while. Plus, there wasn't anything wrong with the park. It's not like it was a DCA. Uh, you know, California Adventure, where there was so many issues. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 another thing is it's like time for them to you know work on that. Anyway, they're adding a, a Minions Land and Super Nintendo World there eventually. Oh, okay. I'm not sure exactly what the time frames are, but that's that's the new that's what's happening there. Alrighty, so uh, let's move on from Super Nintendo World and let's close out the podcast. With a little bit of talk about your trips, Alex. How uh, how have they been? What'd you do? We have some re- exclusive reviews, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'll, I'll, the floor is yours. Oh, and it is 10 years old, just to let you know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was right. Whee! Good. Okay, so, uh, yeah, did two things. Two trips down to Orlando because flights are so freaking cheap. Uh, $24 round trip on Frontier. I mean, it's like... I could go to Orlando, you know, or I could go to like the local parks like three times and spend the same amount of gas. <laughs> Granted, there's some more costs in there, but anyways, went down for with Ariel and uh, for three days, and uh, we had a great time doing uh, the parks and doing a lot of eating, which is fun because I don't do that a lot. Kind of try to save money and food is usually a huge cost so we, we kind of just had one nice meal each day we did the adventures club again which was fun uh the what you know, the top, what club what it, what is it called the um, adventures club is something very different and very gone oh shit um you're thinking of confisco right and, and you're thinking of the navigators club navigators club damn sorry very different <laughs> i just refer to as the AP lounge right now for confescos. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fun. Uh, 
we were we wanted to be outside and they let us into this 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 area where it's like surrounded by trees i'm like nah i don't can we go somewhere else i'm like i want to be on the balcony where i can look down at port of entry and watch all the people and look at velocicoasters while velocicoaster while we eat (laughs) The, the, the the waiter was like sure okay like i was crazy but it didn't seem like it was all that crazy of a uh, request, right? No, no, not at all. No, no. So I had the wrap, which I believe you had last time, didn't you? Yep. I, I, I don't know why. I just got the wrap. I know it's like the lazy, it's like the lazy chef's like option is make a wrap. I was but... going to get it, and then you ordered it, and I was like, I want to get something different. So I went to my number two item mm-hmm. that time. And so this time I was like, I'll try it again. It was okay. It's it fine. It's great. Kind of wish I had gotten something warm. Mm-hmm. And she got ribs, and uh, she liked those a lot. I think we had we had ribs three times in like uh, less than a week. Oh jeez. Um, yeah. So well, she did. So those were ranked. Oh shoot! I believe those were ranked number one. Yes, and number two will shock you, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, just had lots of Hagrid rides, which is great. Mm-hmm. Hagrid's doing great for the most part. Um, I don't know. The park seems fine. It was a little crowded. It was more crowded than we were hoping. But um, I don't know. We didn't really care. We were just there to kind of relax and not worry about too much. We got everything we wanted to do once. She did, at least. And uh, that that was enough. We did Fast and the Furious again for her. Um yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's a, it still exists. <laughs> it's still terrible. Um, the only part I like is the glorified car museum at the beginning, and uh, that's about it. Mm-hmm. So, it, the problem is that there's like nope. Now that I've written it three times, and actually you can like not just know it's bad and just try to be objective about it. Is the film isn't the film isn't even all that long. It's not very good. And it's not like Kong where you have really good scenes and some physical effects and then that really good payoff of that animatronic at the end. There's none of that. Kong, you get done with the tunnel and you go by Kong and it just feels like, you know, the 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 hairs on the back of your neck almost rise from just the magnitude of Kong roaring at you. It's 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 an experience. The other one just seems like I don't know. It shakes you around a bunch. It blows some air at you. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Enough for Fast and Furious. Yeah. So um, we did Antejitos for the first time. Yes. How was Antejitos? Antejitos. Uh, I will admit, I thought you were overhyping it. I was just like, eh, it's going to be some kind of Mexican place, whatever. <laughs> uh, the guac. Guacamole, the tableside guacamole, which they still do tableside. They have like a little, they have a three-sided, um, you know, plastic thing plastic around, thing around it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, they, they still do it in front of you, mm-hmm. which is great, and it was amazing. And then I got oh, what did I get? Uh, you make your own. Oh God, fajitas. Yes, he does. Yes, they were very good. The the I got the combo, so I got a little bit of chicken, a little bit of uh, beef, and it was amazing. Um, I cannot for the life of me remember what Ariel got. It was some Mexican dish, obviously. Um, 
it, she liked it too. And it was just, it was a good, I, I just, I like universal food establishments, especially the ones that are more of an experience. It's not all about the food for me. I like that you can go down there and, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to sound so elitist here, but I've been to a lot of nice restaurants uh, around, you know, the United States and in New York City, which is, you know, like really known for their restaurants. So that that's not that important to me. I, I know where to go to get good food. It's about setting it apart with the themed experiences. That's why I like Mythos. I just like being in that building. Uh, it's definitely not the best food on property, but, you know, and then the chocolate emporium with Penelope that when you, you know, you always get to meet her. She's always roaming around. It's never been a time where she hasn't came around and, you know, you talk to her in character and it's a lot of fun. So I, I was just like, it's some Mexican restaurants. It's, but no, it has a vibe to it. It's, it's fun in there. Uh, the decor is great. The mariachi band that they play which still is going, you know, they actually have shows at Universal right now, mm-hmm. um, is uh, great. You know, it was just a fun time. So we were just really surprised by that. And we were way too full to have any f- dessert. <laughs> Man, they, 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 after the guac and the, the guac for two, I'm, I guess if you're explaining the guac between, you know, like, you know, four or five people, you're, you're going to still be hungry for dinner or for dessert. But like after, that it was just like and i like like no guac go to waste there's just you can't <laughs> mm-hmm. so i uh i liked it so we didn't get to we were gonna do big fire for dessert but we were just too full so yeah and he does is delicious i mean yeah. it's not the best mexican food you'll ever have in your life it's not the worst but i think it's definitely above way above average and i think um it's it's pretty darn tasty and uh, i always enjoy going there yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd go again. Um, we only have a uh, Vivo, is that Vivo, Vivo uh, to do, and then I forgot. Uh, I do have one other one. Sit down to do on City Walk, uh, the, the NBC Grill Brew. It's it's uh, that's a great place yeah. to get some apps and beer and nothing that's else. That's what I'm thinking. I'm gonna do. I'll do that pretzel next time. Get the pretzel. Down. Get the get the cheese curds. Yeah, yeah, get, we'll do that. Get like sometimes. a flatbread or something like that, and grab a, like an eight six two IPA, and just watch some ga- sports, and then you're done. That's all you need. Yeah, what well, we might do next time because we weren't able to do bread box because it's only open on I think Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, we might do that and uh, then go over to bread box for some dinner. So mm-hmm. um, then we did uh, we did the. Uh, uh, three burn sticks, mm-hmm. um, which is really it's really well done the way they do it. If you know how they do it, um, unfortunately we didn't. So you kind of delayed us. Is you wait in line and then you're seated right away instead of going up to the registers. If you don't have an app, uh, smartphone, last res, you know last resort, you can go up to the registers and order that. But you have to know everyone's order. Only one person can go up to the registers to order. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, you just use your phone, you order it up, you can order up while you're waiting online, which we didn't know them first time, unfortunately. Uh, and, uh, then when you get to the table, you just use, uh, either the number on the table, a, or the, um, QR code, or you can use the wireless, uh, RFID and, uh, to then submit your order once you've, uh, picked everything out. We had, I had my fish and chips and, uh, what did I have? I had a different side for once. I forget what I had. It was good, though. Shoot. 
<laughs> I can't remember. Dang. Um, I tried the pumpkin fizz finally. I've never mm-hmm. had pumpkin fizz. Always had pumpkin juice. I like it. It's it tastes exactly like pumpkin fizz with just a little bit of carbonation. Mm-hmm. Or part. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was good. Um, it's so good. I mean, every time I walk by there, I just I want to go in there so badly. Like it, even if I've eaten it earlier that day, it, the smells they pump through that park, whether the food is good or not. Like they, they, they're so good at it. Like you ride Doctor Doom and you smell uh, the Fantastic. What is it called? Fantastic Five? Fantastic. Fantastic Four. Cafe? Whatever the cafe is, you, you smell it. Fantastic and you're like, I know Five. Not Fantastic. Four. I'm so bad with the Marvel characters and I guess restaurant names, but because uh, I've never eaten there and never have any desire to eat in there. But you like you Doctor Doom and you smell it and you're like, I know the food probably isn't worth the what they're charging in there, but damn, it smells good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, and th- th- she had the ribs and those were surprisingly her least favorite ribs. Hmm. Uh, uh, the three we had. Number two came in. Uh, Great Adventure uh, has been doing the Holiday Feast, which it's basically the same menu that they do at Granny's for the Christmas menu. So it's like a Thanksgiving menu, more or less. But with COVID, you know, with the restrictions indoors, uh, they put it in their catering area, one of the catering areas. So basically what I feel like they're doing, you, you have the, the you know, choice from sides and, and uh, desserts and uh, side salad and all that stuff. And it's great. It's only $2 upcharge from, and using a meal. So it's like basically free. And uh, we we were when when we got back uh, this past weekend, uh, she was like, "I'm tired. I don't feel like uh, cooking." And I'm like, "We don't have any food." I'm like, "Let's just drive. Let's spend ten dollars on gas and drive to Great Adventure and and have food and do some rides." So we did that. And what's great is that they're having a special every day, and I feel like they're just going through their catering menu for the special. So they've had like. Salmon and ribs and uh, pot roast, or, like, things that are so as exotic to a Six Flags. It's just mind-boggling, and it's all good. And she liked the ribs more there than I believe the Harry Potter ribs. Mm-hmm. So, like I had them a few weeks ago. They were like fall off the bone, perfectly cooked, amazing, great sauce. Just, just want to, you know, credit where credit is due. You know, it was good. So. That that was our trip there to Orlando. We did go to because um, of a friend of the show. I don't know if he wants to be named, so I'm not going to name them. But he let us in. You know who you are. Thank you. Uh, to the new Deserland or Deserland. I'm not pr- sure how it's actually pronounced. Uh, this used to be in the Artagon Mall in Orlando, um, and the Artagon Mall is no more. It still has a couple of its uh, um, what are they called the big stores that the anchors tenants yeah yeah the anchor it still has its uh outdoor world anchor and the movie theater as an anchor but they taken like so and it's really weird uh i feel like it could do well but its execution is kind of poor unfortunately um but it's got a huge arcade most of it is all retro stuff there's actually in my opinion not enough new stuff um and uh, it, it's it's just a huge arcade. They basically, it's like one section of the mall. They busted out all the stores, so they took off all the walls, and they put the arcade there. So it's like huge. Like 
really big. Like one of the biggest arcades you'll go to probably. Uh, you know, uh, it's not like everything's like super old, but like I'd say the newest thing there is five, ten years old, if I were to guess. Like you didn't mm-hmm. even have your Halo game or the new Mario Kart game, some of those stuffs that are, you know, staples now. Um, so I feel like it's lacking there. And it's obviously everything is secondhand. Um, and uh, everything seemed to be in pretty good working order that was turned on at this point. This was a preview that we were invited to. So they now they're open, but in a sneak peek mode. They're not fully open until next year sometime. Um, they also made an indoor go-kart section for one of the mall, uh, one of the parts of the mall that they demolished. Um, we got distracted with the last part of the mall. Um, oh, the arcade section also has a bowling alley, uh, like a 12 or 10 lane full bowling alley. So that was fun. Played around a bowling and I did the worst I've ever done on bowling. Um, I chalk it off to being absolutely brand new sneaker or bowling shoes that had never been used and uh, bowling lanes that were like brand new. I, I feel like, you know, they had to be broken in a little bit and I was not the one to break them in. <laughs> I, I think I was I didn't even break fifty. It was it was embarrassingly bad. I've never had so many gutter balls in my life. Um and then the last section of it is it's this huge auto museum. Um the section that's open now, like right down the the, the entrance of the, the 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 attraction is like these <sighs> over the top I don't even know what you would call them cars like there's one that's like bugs bunny it has a carrot down the hood like all molded into the fiberglass there's one with like a giant like marilyn monroe head on the front where like there's no way it's legally drivable because there's this like three foot wide head sticking out the front of the uh the hood it's bizarre but then you go back into the part of the section of the uh mall that i found out is not open yet or the attraction that is not open yet is the guy it's some guy's basically huge car collection that he's now putting on display and it's like all every store that was there is broken up into a different section whether it be batman cars or cars from britain or cars from italy or corvette or ford or the most mopeds and uh, and scooters i've ever seen in my entire life they, they literally have like a room of like 200 scooters in like all stacked up on these racks. It is mind-boggling how many cars there are. They 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 have like different like post office cars. It, it go like army cars. It has a gambit. It, the car museum itself is absolutely amazing. So I'm really excited to see that when it wasn't and it's completely complete. We're you're going to be able to go into the individual stores in quotation marks, but they are not really finished yet, so we couldn't actually go into the stores. We just had to look at them from afar. So that's really interesting, and, uh, you know, uh, go check it out. It's not too far from our Universal. Um, it's Universal. It's probably like five, ten minutes drive, um, and uh, uh, give them some business. It seems like it could be something neat, but it needs uh, some patronness. Patronism. Mm-hmm. Patronage. So Whatever, yeah, yeah. I'm fumbling over some words here. A, a few, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, um, before we I went down again, yes, because it was a twenty-four dollar round trip, and I was just like, I wanted to finish up some filming that I didn't get done, 
and uh, forgot to pick up the ornament from the Christmas tree hunt that we did. That was fun, by the way. Those Christmas trees are fun. It's like the skeleton hunt, but with Christmas trees, and it's $10, and you can get an ornament at the end. So uh, that was fun. It's really cool how they just create themes for each store, like the Jurassic Park or the Mummy. The, the Mummy. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's fun. Oh, I didn't talk about the Macy Days. Macy's, uh, the, the parade float thing that they're doing in the, uh, the sound stages. Um, mm-hmm. I like it. It's really fun what they did. It, it I, I honestly, every time I walked into there, I just like walking back there. It's just like, okay, we're going to go see some scary stuff. <laughs> and you walk in, it's all cheerful Christmas music. You can't get that, not get that feeling for being an HHN fan walking into there. You just, it's, it's kind of bizarre to me. But it's really cool that you can walk through, see some of the floats really up close and personal, and then you can wait to get a socially distanced photo with Santa. So it's a really good alternative they did to um, not be able to do the the parade. And then they do this thing that they typically do with their parade that they have every day, typically, that uh, instead of uh, have, bringing out one of those floats, they bring out one of the Christmas Macy's Day's floats over by a horror makeup show or Mel's Diner. Uh, and, uh, you know, they just come out like every half an hour. If I think it's, it's every time you walk by there, their parade floats coming in and out. So it's, it's a nice alternative to all have basically almost everything that the Macy's day parade has out on display in the park in some way. So, uh, if you're thinking they're not doing Christmas at universal, you're very wrong. They're, they're pretty much doing it. Everything that had before just in a different format Mm -hmm. and a tribute store, which is new. So, yeah, they redecorated the the Halloween tribute store to make it all Christmas and lots of really fun treats at the end uh, to purchase for, you know, reasonable prices. Mm-hmm. So, um, as I said, we I went back down to do the opening of Dockside, the Endless Summer Dockside, which yes. you are very excited about. Yeah, yes. let me uh, know your thoughts and we'll close out the podcast with it. All right, that sounds like a good idea. Um so, uh, if you didn't know, Dockside is located where the former parking lot of Wed and Wild is, where Surfside was located, is located on where the former water park was. So, uh, this was supposed to open, it was like days away from opening, right? Before all the shutdowns happened. It was about, it was supposed to open, I believe, Tuesday, and all the shutdowns started happening on Sunday and Monday. Yep. So, yeah, days away. Uh, so, it's been pretty much ready to go. Uh, surprisingly, there were still people around doing some finishing touches <laughs> when I was walking around. I'm like, really? <laughs> uh, let, let's refreshing. Let's say refreshing. Okay, refreshing. It's been about nine months, so. Well, they were doing some like basic caulking that hadn't been done yet. Oh, <laughs> so I, I wouldn't call that refreshing. <laughs> caulking gets stale, man. Yeah, Got to refresh it. <laughs> yeah, it gets moldy in that uh, the, the Florida the humidity. Um, anyways, uh, as far as um, the, the the hotel room goes and just the format goes, it is very similar to Surfside, which I mean, you shouldn't have been expecting anything different, really, right? Mm-hmm. I believe it's is it it's a little bit bigger, right, with the capacity. I believe, right? It's, it's roughly twice the size. Okay, I didn't realize it was that big. Holy yeah, it, it's it's huge. Um, but they went up vertically, so your furthest hotel room. So uh, Surfside, it's 
it's two long towers that are pretty much in a straight line. Whereas uh, dockside, it's two U-shaped ones. Mm-hmm. So your furthest um, room is really not going to be much further than you're going to travel, I don't think, from you know, Surfside. Maybe a little bit longer, but you could also cut across the pool if mm-hmm. it's during pool hours to uh, save some time. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, the room-wise, it was like almost identical looking. Obviously, we I had a single room instead of the suite that we had back in September. But as far as like amenities, like it still had the chest between the two beds that doesn't have any uh, drawer. Um, you know, it still has just three uh, drawers of storage, unfortunately. Um, so, it, yeah, it's almost identical. Um I think it had the same sheets and everything. Like, it, it, I'll have to go look back at my video, and there will be a video uh, tour and semi-review on the channel. Uh, I think the day this is coming out, you're putting this out on Sunday or Saturday, right? Uh, yeah, probably going to go up Saturday, so I'll include yeah, a link yeah, yeah. Go the check video. that out so you can have an idea of uh, the experience there. Uh, the one thing to report that I think we really need to talk about is... I think this is the biggest update. Yeah, this biggest improvement is, granted, they're brand new. But you said when you had the towels back the first time you went to Surfside, which it was pretty new when you went the first time, right? Mm-hmm. And they were pretty bad from day one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're fluffy. Yeah, they're not scratchy. They don't feel like floor mats, or you know the floor mat towel that you know you put at the uh, the the side of the bathtub. Um, mm-hmm. No, they they're actually fluffy. Uh, no need to go steal towels from the pool. <laughs> Uh, the one thing that was a little concerning, and I, I don't know, maybe that's something they need to adjust, was the, the shower never got that hot. It wasn't cold. It just wasn't, like, as hot as I would have liked it to have been. Okay. But, but I mean, that's not going to really be that much of an issue in Orlando that much, but it's still, it's chilly there. I mean, I'm not going to complain to compare it to what I came back to, but it was chilly. So, um, you know, I wanted a hot shower after being drenched that day. The first day, so that was a little disappointing. Um, but no, many wise, it's very similar. So the room experience is great. For you know, I paid with the annual dis- annual uh, pass discount about uh, ninety dollars. Mm-hmm. Let's think it was a tad bit under ninety dollars. Um, without the discount, it would have been I think a uh, hundred and five ish, I believe. After all the taxes and fees were applied. So that's really not that bad. Um, you know, uh, I'm still going to try to be as uh, crafty with the uh, the budget as possible. But, like, it's really hard to, um, especially just going down for one day. And you don't need to worry about, like, five days of, of stays. Like, one day, it's great. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about the restaurants and the the lobby. The mm-hmm. lobby is great. Uh, it's all decked out for Christmas, of course. Uh, I like the back. Uh, when you're looking into it, um, when you walk in, you see like these sculptures that kind of look like driftwood that are placed vertically. Very nice. Um, check-in experience was fine. Uh, it's not as big of a lobby, I don't believe. It doesn't feel as as big as um, Surfside. But uh, the, I don't know, the Starbucks, I felt like the Starbucks was bigger, which would probably be better. But I don't know, Ariel was saying that they really typically don't have that much more capacity despite the size. Is that a thing? 
What do you mean, the lobby? No, like how much they can actually make. The, the, it, like if the physical size of the Starbucks is bigger, it doesn't really matter. It just depends on how many people they have behind. I want to. Well, I would say that it depends on how much counter, like actual space, there is there. So if you can fit more people back there, then you're going to be producing more. Um, I, I've never worked at a Starbucks, so I can't comment okay. on that. I want to say that it's bigger, but it might just seem bigger because the lobby is smaller. I, I want to know if the lobby is – is the lobby actually smaller or is it just differently laid out? It definitely doesn't have a high of a ceiling. Um, yeah, well, that's not – doesn't make it smaller. You, it people don't way. walk there's in no, – Like with, with, with um, Surfside, there's just, pl- there's just an area where there's nothing there. Like it's just uh-huh. an open area. There's no open area. It's all taken up by either queue for check-in um, uh, or the all the furniture. Seating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean – yeah, there's a little bit of space taken up by the Christmas tree, but that's that's it. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, just to the left of the main lobby is their uh, lobby bar. Mm-hmm. Um, cannot recall the name of it I right now. I believe it's a Sunset Lounge. Sunset Lounge, you are correct. Uh, mm-hmm. I did not have anything there, but it's a fully stocked bar. I, um, hear the, um, I hear they have a wonderful sangria and okay. a really nice uh, uh, vodka lemonade. I think it comes with rosemary in it, I want to say. Okay. Yeah, I hear good things about it. Uh, yeah, Orlando, a lot of um, on taps, a lot of stuff that I have not... Yeah, in, Inside Universal did a review there and gave their thoughts on those drinks. Okay. Yeah, I liked it. Um, the restaurant, Pier 8. Great name. Um, yeah, yeah. And I love the decor. It's it's a lot more open, high ceilings, whereas um, it might have the same capacity. I have no idea. Probably is bigger because the whole resort is bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just feels more open. The other Surfside had like smaller individual rooms, uh, whereas this is just one huge room. It felt a lot more like Cabana Bay, but not to that size because that thing is just my god, that thing is like a hanger. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love the the main seating area. Um, the columns uh and the supports are made to look like uh a dock basically, like you're underneath a dock. With like it or a it, pier, it, it, yeah, a pier dock, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go, yeah. But so with like it's painted green halfway or like a quarter or a third of the way up, and and you know to make it look like algae, and then it transitions to this gray, like it's like a pier that's been there for a very very long time. So really cool decor, I liked it. Uh, charging at uh, the boost, the actual boost, they have uh, power plugs with two USB ports. At each table, which is very convenient, I'd say. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if um, Surfside ever did. I didn't look closely enough to ever notice. Um, and then the food menu is great. It's similar to it's similar to um, Dockside. I don't know if I really dived into the Surfside as much as I would did with Dockside. Um, um, but I mean, I got chicken waffles. It was nine dollars. Uh, even less with the annual annual pass discount. Uh, it was really good chicken. Uh, the waffle was made on demand uh, and had uh, choose from multiple dipping sauces. I had the honey bacon mm-hmm. dipping sauce, which was amazing. Um, I, I just I, for eight nine dollars, like it was really good chicken and a waffle. Like you can't really do much. And, did, and it came with a side also, right? Oh, yes, the side. I forgot. Mashed potatoes, yes. Mm-hmm. You could also get uh, mac and cheese, coleslaw, or corn on the cob. 
So many options, and uh, I mean, you can't really do much better at KSC. So, and it's it's a much better experience. So, uh, I I would definitely just go there. Uh, you know, I'd just go there if I wanted to go to eat something outside of the parks after the park easily. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're totally open to do that. You can take the bus there if you are staying somewhere else, and go ahead and. Take in, take it in, and then the next day on the way out, I left the parks early because they were slammed, and Hogsmeade was uncomfortably busy. Like I didn't want to do anything more than just walk through it. That's how mm-hmm. bad it was. Like they should have been, uh, in my opinion, they should have been limiting uh, the amount of people in there the way it was. They should not have had that many people in there. I didn't really say I could feel safe, um, but that's another discussion. Um, but uh, yeah, so I left the parks early and got a bowl of soup for just four fifty, and with the discount, it came out to like less than four dollars. Um, and it was this chicken gumbo soup, and it was just a nice way to tide me over till I got home. Mm-hmm. So that's the restaurant. Um, I really. Would you, would you think of the uh, outside bar? The That's pool what bar. I can get to. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. First of all, the pool. The pool is very nice. I like the shape. They're two identical ones. I assume the two bars are going to be similar to each other. They both have bars. Uh, Tower two is not open. It is, and I went out there to check out the arcade to see if the arcade was open. It's very not open. And then I went, tried to get back through the door I went through, and it was, it was my key card was totally not letting me back in. So I had to walk to the front of the. Uh, hotel to get back in <laughs> i was in like oh shit can i even get out of here mode i'm like what do i do i'm trapped <laughs> um but uh <clears throat> yeah the um what was the barney in there you probably know it better i mean i forgot already uh, at the pool yeah they both have a different name i want to say the oasis here. or something like that yeah so it's just beach bar um <clears throat> Uh, it's great, and uh, the pool is great. It doesn't have zero entry like uh, Surfside does, as far as I could tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like this... <sighs> like, think about, like, the GAC, like, logo. Like, how it was just, like, splat down... The, the Nickelodeon GAC. splat logo. Yes, yes. That That's the shape of the pool. That's how it reminds me, if that makes any sense to anybody listening to that. Bul- bulbous. <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, I actually would have gone in, but I didn't bring my bathing suit because I slept in the day I needed to leave. Man, I've never driven that fast. You know what's scary, though? I wasn't keeping up with people. At, at 5 a.m. in the morning, I was going like well over the speed and I was still not keeping up with people. I'm like, this is insane. But um, the bar, uh, it, it's great. They have drinks named to the old rides over at Wild Wild. So, of course, I had to get the h2o disco mm-hmm. which was uh really good i i'm really bad at this <laughs> what, what add in it give me a second stall so i can pull up the ingredients stalling 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 disco h2o all right uh oh my god my image isn't high enough resolution <laughs> this is bad Hmm. Yeah, I can't. I can't see it. Um, stall a second longer. I'm. Uh, come on. 
Um, but uh, I'll, I'll talk about the other thing I can talk about without talking about the ingredients to that. Uh, I had the Surfside, or the Dockside, rather, uh, Sunset Ale, mm-hmm. um, which was absolutely fantastic. Their uh, hotel uh, brew was super good. Mm-hmm. Um, so Disco H... Disco H2O had Tito's handmade vodka, Skittle syrup, lime, and soda. It was okay. delicious. So, and I had conflicting information. You said to just eat the Skittles without it. The the girls that were drunk across the the, the bar were like, "Mix it, mix it." I'm like, I don't know what to do. Well, I mean, <laughs> whatever. You're 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 not you have a girlfriend, so it's not like you should be listening to them and necessarily being like They were very loud. At one point they were insulting each other by calling each other Hufflepuffs. <laughs> oh, they're terrible people. I see that. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was that mm. was late. That was after a few of them, I think. I imagine um, like their next thing is like, I don't we know we don't know why we're single. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna go walk away now. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the dockside sunset blonde was done by Veza Sir out of Miami. So, and I found uh, I had to do the experience of figuring out how to add a uh, a beer to untap for the first time ever. So went through that experience. Uh, yeah. So it was relatively easy. <laughs> So, follow me on Untapped, coaster spotting. There we Are go. You on Untapped? Yeah, I'm on Untapped. Why the hell am I following you? I don't know, got me. <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely uh, enjoyed my experience there. You need to go there and try it out um, whenever, I guess, next HHN. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's it. I, I highly suggest it. It's a it's a great experience and it's cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm 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 currently booked at Dockside in March for a, a trip with my sister, but I'm not. I'm we're waiting to see what the annual pass holder discounts look like, and maybe we're going to move it up to uh, to Cabana Bay since she's never been to Universal. So. Okay. Yeah, I want to get back to Cabana Bay. I haven't been there since uh, 2017, so yeah. I want to get back. Ariel Summer stayed there, so it's a fun resort. Alrighty, Alex. We've been at you know for being only supposed to be an hour, we are running quite a bit over. We're an hour and a half ish. Yeah, we, oh, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. So, Alex, uh, where can people find you online at? Uh, the Coaster Spot on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, and Coaster Spotting on Twitter. Cool. You can find all of us at Parkscope.net. You can find us at Parkscope on Twitter. You can find me at Parkscope Joe on Twitter. Uh, go to Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast provider you uh, use and leave us a review if you enjoyed all of our rambling today and all of our craziness and uh, all those things. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. I don't know if we're going to do another episode before the end of the year. Um, maybe, maybe not. If we do one, it may not be a theme park one. It may be more of a here's some awesome things that we did, we saw and read and played and listened to this year. Um, podcast. I'm not quite sure yet, but if not, um, hopefully everyone has a happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Uh, happy new year. Uh, stay safe. Please don't travel too much. 
Um, try to stay at home. Try to be socially distanced. We are entering the end stretch here in this, and um, if we can make some more sacrifices, we can save a lot of lives. Uh, so please keep that in mind. And Just be be responsible. That's all. Do the yes. right thing. Um, and uh, yeah, everyone, be cool. Uh, Kungaloo, Shlobody, hate everything, and we'll see you guys on the next episode.